Ave Maria, this is Father David Nix. Hope you're doing well. Just got back from Europe yesterday. Had to return early because I was sick. And therefore, you're not seeing my habits pretty early here in Denver. And I ended up uh, deciding just to hit the record button before I put on my habit, before I felt healthy, uh, before I got out an appropriate microphone, because I was doing my mental prayer. And I thought I should just share some of these thoughts that came to me from my time in prayer today. Because it really comes down to why fear leads to sin. I think a lot of us here, you know, we'll hear people say something like, well, do not be afraid is 366 times in the Bible, one for every day of the year and a leap year. And we tend to think that maybe fear is an emotion we're supposed to avoid. But I want to put several things together that happened on the flight that I had from Paris back to Denver yesterday, actually through Salt Lake. And uh, some things in my mental prayer where I just kind of had a few really big aha moments, why Jesus tells us so directly to be not afraid. Good morning, Marcus. Thanks. Glad you can hear me in the live chat. Um, let me know if the if the sound gets bad. So again, sorry, I'm not in the habit, returned a little bit sick, still jet lagged. So everything's not going to come out perfect. But I was rereading on the airplane, one of my favorite books called Set All Afire. Set All Afire is a Louis DeWall book, Louis DeWall book about St. Francis Xavier and St. Ignatius of Loyola. It's basically, it's a novel. It's kind of historical fiction. And uh, one of the amazing things is that when St. Francis Xavier shows up to India, one of the very first things he has to do in the jungles is overturn all the Hindu idols. But the amazing thing is he has all these children following him. And you have to remember in the 16th century, they hadn't had these weird uh, scandals we've had in the church. So children following a priest just didn't sound that weird. This guy was in the unitive stage of prayer. There was a cloud and atmosphere of grace, and everyone wanted to be baptized in his presence, and especially kids. Um, and so he had this whole little army of boys. And again, I know with the current scandals, that that sounds very weird. But when you had a, um, and I've seen actually, by the way, St. Francis Xavier's body in India, um, millions of people show up. They only take his body out every 10 years in Goa. And I would say only maybe a third to half the people in line were Catholics. I mean, Hindus, Muslims, even today, St. Francis Xavier pulls millions of people who aren't even Christian to go visit his body. Okay, anyway, back to this book I was reading yesterday uh, on the plane. What was really astonishing to me is for him to really get people to understand they had to go from Hinduism to Catholicism, it wasn't just to give up, say, sins of the flesh. It was actually they had a really deep fear of the demons of the jungles that they had been following. And so what he got them to do, and this is so politically incorrect, but this is historical fiction in the book, and you can find um, numerous uh, letters and proofs of the life of St. Francis Xavier where he did this, but he just overturned all these idols all across India, and all of his newly baptized army of boys went and did the same thing. And the reason, one of the reasons that they did this is because they loved the sense they no longer had to live in fear of the demons. They loved the fact that this man who came from the West let them live in power and joy and excitement. And I know that sounds like a, a Protestant megachurch sermon, but as I read this book written by a Catholic layman in the 50s, it really was these, these kids walking in truth and joy and power. In fact, um, St. Francis Xavier would send these newly baptized boys into whatever the 16th century equivalent of an Indian hospital was, and he would have them raise really sick people up just by their prayers, just these newly baptized 12-year-olds, 10-year-olds, 8-year-olds. And so he just swept the western coast of India 
with a, a spirit of fearlessness. And one of the reasons why he explained in this book to one of the, uh, the other newly ordained Indian priests why he had to do this is because he said you have to get the weeds out of a field before you actually plant the seeds. He understood that you had to up, uproot all of these fake gods before you introduced them, or at least simultaneously as introducing them to the one true God who is the blessed Trinity. But the way he did that wasn't just showing up and saying, well, actually, the Ten Commandments are even harder to follow. He showed them they were following the pathway of fear, and following the way of Jesus Christ was the way of joy and freedom. Again, I know it sounds like Protestant megachurch stuff, but this was how St. Francis Xavier conquered a pagan culture. Now, we're going to come back in a minute to really how pagan of a culture we're in and why I'm going to propose the way to not get canceled is to live in total fearlessness. But I want to switch the gears quickly to something that Father Ripperger said. I know this is going to sound a little off topic. Put these four things on the back burner, and then we're going to see how this all comes together. Let me know, again, if, um, if people can't hear the, uh, the audio. I'm glad it's coming through. But many of you have seen this video, and I have to be careful on the algorithms here because I have uh, one S-T-R-I-K against me on Y-T, and uh, so I have to speak in code, um, but that's because of our host here. But many of you know the talk by Father Ripperger where he says that Satan, and this is according to Father Ripperger and numerous other exorcists, Satan has a table of five. These are the five generals that go into cultures, societies, and nat nations to uproot and to really destroy any order in a society. These are like the five top demons of hell that are sent out by Satan. And I'm not going to say their name. I remember their names from Father Ripperger's talk online. But one of them is Sixth and Ninth Commandment Sins in general. Um, the other is uh, Child, S-A-C-R-I-F-I-C-E. And then the other three are L-M-N-O-P Sins. So first of all, when people say, well, why is the Catholic Church so obsessed with Sixth and Ninth Commandment Sins? It's like, well, because hell is. That's how hell gets a society to follow disorder. Notice all five of that table of five, the five highest demons in hell to come mess things up on earth. They're all sins of the sixth and ninth commandment, most of them being unnatural. Okay, so those are really, really important. When people say, well, pride's a bigger sin than lust, or pride is a worse sin than lust, like that's true. But they, many normie Catholics say that precisely to avoid the fact that Our Lady of Fatima said most, <coughs> excuse me, most people go to hell through sins of the sixth and ninth commandment. But Father Ripperger also points out that Satan is not primarily a sin, rather a demon of impurity. He's primarily a demon of fear. Isn't that amazing? That Satan's primarily a demon of fear. So who he has at the table of five to come mess up earth, those are sixth and ninth commandment sins. But he himself is a demon in fear. And there's numerous talks out by Father Ripperger uh, where he says that he got S-A-T-A-N um, to admit his very nature. And I'm going to quote directly from uh, Father Ripperger's talk in South Carolina recently, Our Lady of Sorrows and Healing. And Beelzebub, same person as you know who, said, quote, My nature is that I convince people that they cannot be separated from the particular good. Okay, one more thing to put on the back burner before we put all this together. I was doing my mental prayer today. And uh, I was looking at Luke chapter 14, verses 33. So therefore, any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. That's what Jesus says about following him. Therefore, any one of you 
who does not renounce all that he has can be my disciple. So I decided to look up that word, uh, the, the verb right there, to renounce. And the Greek is, excuse me, the Greek is apotasimai. Apotasimai is defined in my little Greek dictionary as to say goodbye, to leave, to give up, to part with. So I found it fascinating that my little Greek dictionary of all those terms, definitions of that, that word renounce, originally in the Greek, apotasimai, that the very first definition is to say goodbye. So what does that mean? That means if there's something in my life I'm not willing to say goodbye to, that is where Satan's going to come in and put that hook in me and make me think that's the particular good I can't be separated from, from at the cost of my relationship with God. And how does he get that hook in there? Fear. Fear I'm going to lose it. Fear I'm going to lose this relationship. Fear I'm going to lose this financial uh, security. Fear I'm going to, um, you know, look at look at what's happening in the traditional world. All these people are coming up with all these sneaky strategies to keep the Latin mass. But here is where Jesus comes in when he says, be not afraid. Christ has wired the universe he has wired the gospel for fearlessness, not strategy based in fear. And so as I was looking at St. Francis Xavier uprooting all the fear of the demons of the jungle in the hearts of all these little Indian boys and Indian girls, as I was thinking of Father Ripperger's talk, how Satan's primarily a demon of fear. And as I look at what many of you have seen on Twitter naming the new world religion, the, the religion, I'm sure you all saw the flag that was up at the White House. And many people I follow on Twitter said, this is the sign of a state religion. And I agree 100%. Now, I'm not going to tell you to go tear down flags that I'm not willing to go do yet. But I will say this. When you put all this together, when you really see that St. Francis Xavier wanted them to have no fear of those demons of the nation of India, then my encouragement to you is to have no fear of the demons of the new national religion of the United States seen in that flag that they flew at the White House. What does that mean if, I'm, if we're not willing to go tear those down? It means this, you have to live in absolutely no fear of being canceled. You have to stop the sneaky strategizing on the Latin mass and just, just do what you can, do your best. Priests out there, you just do it. You go for it because Christ has wired the universe for the courageous to be blessed. Yeah, we're gonna suffer through the whole thing, but he has wired it for the courageous to be blessed. You know, as I said at the beginning of this podcast, I think we hear people say, be not afraid is 365 times in the Bible, or rather it's 366 times in the Bible, one for every day of the year and for a leap year. And I think we traditional Catholics, when we hear that, we're a little bit, I don't know, anxious or, or hesitant to sign on to that because we think, well, the normie Catholics saying that they're looking at fear as essentially an emotion. But here's what I'm trying to tell you. The reason why Jesus says, be not afraid so many times is because fear leads to sin. Fear leads to sin. And so when Jesus says in John 16, take courage, I have overcome the world. I have conquered the world. You know, when I went through Spain and you see all these bloody crucifixes, I think we feel great sorrow for our sins. But do we really see the Christ of victory in that? Do we really see Our Lady of Victory? when we see all these bloody crucifixes in Spain. I think the Spanish did 500 years ago. I don't think we Americans do, maybe because of some weird melancholic thing tied up in our Germanic English brains or whatever. 
But when you really remember that line from John 16, when you see all these bloody crucifixes, you see that is him conquering fear for all of us, that we have to sideline all of these strategies, how we're not going to get canceled at our workplaces over the LMNOP since we're not going to get canceled on the traditional Latin mass if we don't, you know, go around with surreptitious sneakiness. No, the fact is the religion that Christ gave to the apostles is wired at its core to bless the courageous, not to bless the people who are really good at word games and logic games. Now, of course, there's a place for prudence, but I think, you know, we've been playing that prudence card for so long. It's time to go forward um, and realize that if there's anything that is holding me back from giving my whole life to Christ through the traditional magisterium of the church, through Our Lady, then we have to just get rid of it. And I propose to you the way you identify that isn't pleasure, it's fear. Now, of course, a lot of sins of pleasure come through a fear of losing this, this, or this. But I really propose that you look to see what are you afraid of losing and then put your eyes entirely on Christ because you cannot be canceled without your will. That's how God has wired the universe. That's how God has wired the gospel. You just cannot be canceled without your will. So go forward with great courage and remember that it is fear that leads to sin. God bless you.